This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Welcome and good evening. First, I want to begin by just expressing thanks to Rabbi Shai Shachter, a Rosh-based medrash, for coordinating this wonderful Elul program that this year is a part of. Tonight's shir is Lu'ili Nishmas, two special people, Judge Noach Deer, Noach Ben Meshulam Shraga, and Mora Miriam Adla, Miriam Kayla Bas Eliezer. And we're honored by the presence of her husband, Rabbi Menachem Adler of the Orthodox Union. Tonight, it's a covered gadol for us to welcome Rav Aaron Lapiansky who is the Rosh HaYeshiva of Greater Washington, Tiferes Gedalia. Lapiansky learned for decades at the Mir, and he continues the Mesorah of his Rebbeim, Rabbi Chaim Shmulevitz Atzal and Rabbi Nochum Partsevitz Atzal, and his father-in-law, Rabbi Benesh Vigel the late Rosh HaYeshiva of the Mir. His approach to learning was also deeply influenced by his long association as a close Talmud of Rabbi Moshe Shapiro. Lapiansky is a renowned speaker and is the author of several Hebrew svarim, as well as a few English language books, timepieces, golden apples, seed of redemption, and the widely acclaimed Orchos Chaim Ben Torah for Life, published by Aishel Publications. It's a schus for us to have Rav Lapiansky address us and to prepare us for the Yomim Noraim. Please rise in honor of Rav Lapiansky. It's a to be part of a tzibur that is mevakshim, people who understand that in the days before Hashanah Yom Kippur, you need to make an effort to prepare and to um, engage in all of the thinking about the yontiv and, and thinking about ourselves and so on. So to be part of a tzibur like that is um, a covet and it's, and it's a davar chashev. Rosh Hashanah is the foundation of the year. It's the assault of the year. And I'd like to try to think a bit about one of the themes that somehow gets, it, it sort of becomes just another generic term for Kaddish Baruch Hu's role in the world. And I'm talking about Malchus. Um, Malchus is the key word for Rosh Hashanah. And we speak about halachically, imbalafani malchias, to speak about a Kaddish Baruch who has a king, monarchy, things of that nature. To us, the word king, the word monarchy, is sort of just another part of that sludge of, of terms meaning the big boss, a Kaddish Baruch who is the master of the world, Kaddish Baruch is the father, a Kaddish Baruch is the king, a Kaddish Baruch who is the almighty. All those terms seem to us to be just a blur of terms saying that Kaddish Baruch Hu is greatest, strongest, mightiest. And we're missing a lot by not understanding what Malchus means. The term that I would like to try to contrast it with and to try to understand what's unique about it would be the term Adnus. 
Um, Akadosh Baruch was called Adon, which means master. Um, Adam Arishan called Akadosh Baruch Hu Adon. It says that he gave a name to everything in the world. Akadosh Baruch Hu asked him, what would my name be? And he said, Adon. And Adon in variation is one of Hashem's holy names, the name of Adnus. So master means master. Um, a king to us is somebody who has a lot of people that he bought to over. I mean, the, the difference seems to be just maybe quantity of people, ceremonial, but a master and a slave seem to be the ultimate relationship of one person being all-powerful and the other person being submissive, subservient. A king just does it with a lot of people, but doesn't seem to be any real difference. So what is Malchus as opposed to Adnus, Melach as opposed to Odon? If Hashem's name is Odon, and that actually is a holy name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's, it's holier than the word Melach. Melach is not a particular name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not one of the, the, the Shiva Shemis. So what's the difference? So, so where does Malchus come in? Where does Malchus fit in? I'd like to start with the Gemara. And the Gemara says, you have to have psukim that speak about Malchus, Zechron, Shofros. Those psukim need to be positive. Those psukim need to be positive about Kal Yisrael. That's the criteria for the psukim that get in. We have a bit of a problem with Malchus, not that many psukim. And the Gemara has a machlokis in Rosh Hashanah. What is the halacha of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekein, Hashem Echad? Is it Malchus? Is it not Malchus? Machlokis. Um, why it's not Malchus? We understand. Um, doesn't have the word Melech. If the criteria for Malchus is, is king, the word Melech, we don't have it. Or the other psukim have the word Melech. Um, the, according to the Mandiyama, that it is Malchus, the question is, in what sense? Generically, means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everything. So if we're really looking for, if, if we're looking for psukim to tell us about how great HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, we could do half of the Chumash. We're looking for psukim that reflect a particular um, point about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Of Malchus. So, where in Hashem Echod is as opposed to other Psukim, it's a bad Pasik. It's, it's not a, you know, there's not, not a lack of Psukim saying about how great Akash Baruch is. What is it in Shema Yisrael that's particularly about it, that's particularly Malchus about it? Um, another point would be in the Gemara treats the Medrash talks about the concept of Malchus in one other context. The Gemara asks, why does it say at the start of Aseris Adibris? The start of Aseris Adibris is meant to be the world of mitzvahs, what we're supposed to do, what we're not supposed to do. How does Anochi fit in? It's not phrased as, as an essay, it's not phrased as a los essay, it's phrased as a statement of fact. How does that fit in? So Chazal give a marshal, and they say a king once came to a, a country and people asked him, obviously he was invading and 
they knew what, to, what they better do. And they told him, instructions, please. What do you want? So it says he told them, first be mamlichmi, and then be makabal my xeris. So the, that's anoch Hashem lekecha is kind of being mamlech Hakadosh Baruch Hu, just the acceptance of the fact that he's melech, and now perform all the mitzvahs. What's what's the point of that? If I try to get somebody to do something for me, and he doesn't want to do it, so I impose my authority. I say, "I'm the sheriff in town. You better do it." I'm the boss around here. If you want to keep your job, you better do it. So I pull rank when I need it to serve as an introduction to get to what I wanted to do. So if I walk over to a worker and I say, take that box over there, pull the box, push it, do something. And he says to me, I don't want to do it. So I pull rank and I say, I'm the foreman, I'm the boss. If you want your job, you do it. And, and if not, not. But if the guy says, sure, so do I need him to go through a ceremony and say, well, first things first, I'm the foreman. Yes, yes. And I'm telling him to do it. Yes. So now do it. What's the point of it? Authority is just a means to get a person to do something that you want. If the person is willing and he's complying, why do I need to pull authority rank? What's the point of it? Hashem wants us to keep mitzvahs. So if a person is reluctant, so we start a little spiel, Akadosh Baruch who is the creator, he's the master of the world, everything's in his power, you better do it, and so on, and therefore do it. But if I come to Akadosh Baruch and I say, what would you like me to do? So he says, no, 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 first, I want you to makabal my, my malchus, and then um, you'll do the mitzvahs. Why? What's the point of it? That same pattern of Anochi Hashem Alekecha as Kabo Malchusi and the rest of us as as doing what Akashbrok dictates is actually repeated twice a day. Twice a day, we lay down the foundations for our Yiddishkeit. And we say Krishna. The first one is Kabbalah's Omar Hashemayim. The second one is Kabbalah's O Mitzvahs. The second paragraph is a lot more elaborate. It says you, we should do all the mitzvahs, should keep away from Averis. There are consequences, positive reinforcement for keeping mitzvahs, negative reinforcement for doing Averis, and so on. There is nothing in the first parasha that's really more than that. So the first parasha if that's a mitzvah, then it belongs really in the second parasha. And everything else is pretty much the same, except for Shema Yisrael. So we have two parashas, Kabbalah Somach Hashemayim, and then Kabbalah's mitzvahs, which means the right way to go about it, the appropriate way, is to have Kabbalah Somach Hashemayim first, and then Kabbalah's mitzvahs. So, okay, maybe it's because people will not always keep the mitzvahs. So if we keep hammering home HaKadosh Baruch and so on, that will get us to do mitzvahs. But that's in the second paragraph. If you do it, there's reward. If you, if you don't do it, there's consequence and so on. 
So what are we gaining um, structurally from having the first paragraph of Kabbalah Machashamayim and then Kabbalah's mitzvahs? What's the difference in the paragraphs? Where is the Kabbalah's Machashamayim in the first parasha over the second parasha? That's a problem that we should face every day, twice a day. What are we doing in that repetition of the two parashas? So let's discuss a little bit um, the, the differences, the understanding of what Malchus is versus Adnus, and then maybe we'll try to get an understanding of how those different strata fit together and, 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 and work, how that hierarchy works. The term Adon and Melech, we asked before, what's the difference? Let's take another variation of that term and see if 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 difference. Adnus refers to the master's ability to rule over the slave. It does not define another entity. So an Adon has slaves. And his relationship is that of Adnus to Avdus. Adnus describes him, Avdus describes him, and there's no difference. Malchus is a term that describes something else. Malchus Romi, Malchus Yovan, Malchus Yisrael Havdal, they define a different entity. They define something that is in the middle. There is a malchus, there's a kingdom. In other words, the, the melech and the evet, abde melech, it's also a term evet, but then there's a midterm called malchus that does not describe the melech, does not describe the am, it describes something else. So this is really where it starts from. Malchus is an entity of many pieces that fit together and create something greater, an order higher than any one, than, than, than the conglomeration of all the pieces. A malchus, many people, is not, a, is not a country in itself. A country, a nation, is something that has pieces that fit together in a way that something greater is created, like the pieces in a puzzle that come together and create a picture out of pieces. That's what a malchus is. A malchus is an entity that takes all the pieces and by putting on its place, something of a greater order is created. The melech is simply the point that puts all these pieces into their place to create that. If we have a lot of pieces, but no central theme, no central point about which those pieces come together. So for instance, if a person has a, a, um, a bag full of car parts, that's what he has. He has a bag with a hundred car parts. But if there's the idea of a car, 
And all these pieces come together and they form a car that becomes a new entity. And you need a point, an idea around which all this forms. Countries, nations are not a lot of people in one area. They are a lot of people who find place within an overarching culture, ideal, um, sense of nationhood. And that's where all the pieces come together. The Melech, the king, is not the one who owns them as, as, as ownership. He's not the one, they're not subservient to him for his sake so that he can um, be prosperous. They are subservient to him so that a nation can be created. The Rambam says um, the Isser of a king marrying too many women, it says that they might cause his heart to go astray. And the Rambam says that the Leiv HaMelech is Leiv Kol Kehal Yisrael. The heart of the king is the heart of the entire nation. In other words, just like the heart to a body, the body is not there to serve the heart, even though the heart is the center of the person and it's there and, and it pumps blood to everything, it all comes together. The heart or the brain in its, in, in its function are a certain central point, which then give each one of the pieces meaning as part of a greater whole. And therefore, the, the, um, the, the concept of a, uh, of, uh, of, uh, a melech, the concept of, of a melech is, yes, he has the ability and the right, halachically, he has the ability and the right to impose absolute rule and order. But the result of the imposition of that rule and order is to create something greater than any one of the parts and any one of the pieces. It might be his vision, it certainly is discipline, but at the end of the day, something else is created. And that's what the Rambam means, that the Lev HaMelech is the Lev Kol Kahol Yisrael. The, 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 the king's heart is really the beating heart of all of Yisrael. And if his heart is led astray, there's no hope for any particular person to go on a straight path because they're all, all of their blood vessels get their blood from the king's heart. And, and if he's led astray, they're led astray. The Gemara Shavuos, the Gemara says, it says that the, the, um, the, the, the uh, river, Nahar Pras and Nahar Agodol, and the Gemara says it's because it's, it, it borders with Eretz Yisrael, and anything that, that has some shaykhis with a um, with a big with with somebody big is called big. Even if you're not big in your own right, the fact that you're integrated part of it, the Gemara gives two mishalim, two sayings that go to that. One is that if you're near somebody with who has a lot of oil on his hands, oil sticks to you. The second one is an expression, Eved Melech Melech. 
the, the servant of a king is also a king. So Farsham say the two sayings are very different. One of them, the first one, that if you hang around something that is oily, you become oily, is an association. When you're together with people that are great, so everyone says, oh, he's, he's one of those. If you're together with people that are wealthy, something rubs off, the person gives you a job, and so on. It's an association and a and, and sort of um, kind of an incidental association. Evid Melech Melech is because he's integrated into the Malchus. If you're part of the Melech's entourage, then you're part of royalty. And, and this is who you are. That's what a Melech is. So, so a Malchus incorporates all of the pieces and makes it one unit and every single element of that unit is part of that. When I have car parts, then I say, this is, this is an engine, these are tires, this, this is transmission and so on. They have different values and, and I value it differently. When I look at a car, it's a car. I don't see parts anymore. And, and the smallest little widget on the car is part of the car. Eved Melech means that the Eved of a Melech is incorporated into the Malchus and becomes part of it. It's interesting, um, Haman, when he, when, when he was trying to convince Achashverosh to kill out the Jews, he said, they're spread out all over. So the Gemara says, well, what point was he addressing? So the Gemara says, Shema that I'm making karcha b'melucha. I'm making an empty hole. I'm, it's, it's like somebody who goes to somebody's garden and pull out a, 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 a square foot of, of, of greenery, of grass. It looks bad. There's a bald spot here. So the, the, uh, the same idea, I'd be yanking cholesterol out of your, your, your Medina, and it, and it would be look terrible. So he told them, I'm a fuzzle, they're all over the place. If a person owns, if a person has possessions, if I have a million dollars and someone takes a thousand dollars, so I have a thousand dollars less. The word karcha, a bold spot, means that I have a big picture and it's missing. If Achashverosh had 10 million subjects, 100 million subjects, whatever, how many subjects he had, and I'm missing X amount of subjects, then I'm missing X amount of subjects. Karcha means the Jews occupy a particular place because a malchus does not have many pieces, it has specific pieces. And each piece that's missing is missing in the entire picture. That's the concept of Malchus. So let's go back and re-understand again what we're talking about. Hashem is an Odom, means he created us. He has the moral and absolute ability to tell us what to do. But that's it. It's subservience without anything really that is being exchanged for that. It's true. 
I owe my existence and my life to Kaddish Baruch Hu, so he has the ability and right to tell me whatever he demands from me. Adam stood in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the first thing he could say is, there is no self. I'm totally subservient because I'm a Nivra. I'm a created being and you're creator. But that's not the ultimate of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's design for the Bria. When Klal Yisrael came into the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu began to realize the Malchus, Shakai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted this world to come together and create a certain greater reflection of Elokus, of Kvot than it was possible without it, for whatever reason. So the concept of Malchus, of the entire world being a, a Malchus, forgetting Akashbuk Melech, the world is a Malchus. That began with Klal Yisrael. The concept of pieces coming together and constructing something bigger started with Klal Yisrael. And that's what Akadosh Baruch Hu told him. I'm not going to start by telling you what to do. That's Adnus. I can get you to do what I want you to do, but that's, that's not realizing what I want. I want you to do everything at a realization that you're creating Malchus. If somebody comes to me with a gun and says, do this, do this, do that, I do it. Why do I do it? Because he's holding a gun to my head. So if he told me to pick up this thing, I pick it up. But it has nothing to do with anything else. If I decide to form a nation, I have a group of people and we have an ideal and a picture of something we want to form, then we do it because we are realizing something with what we're doing. We're creating a nation. We're creating a, a, a culture. We're creating some ideal. We're, we're bringing to, to, to that, that doing what I told you to do is not all that I want. I want you to do it out of a realization that this is, the, this is going to be a manifestation of Malchus. So the first thing I want means all and Why is this um, Kabbalah's Mashamayim? So the Shulchan Harav, the Baltan Shulchan is the only one who, somebody shown him say, because, you know, it says that Kodesh is great or whatever it is, he says a phrase, a double phrase, that actually describes this. He says, Hu yochid um yuchod, domelo, umalchuso bakol, when we say Hashem Echad, we don't mean just God is one. 
as opposed to religions that preach two gods, three gods, many gods. It means that the entirety of existence is a lycus. And if the entirety of existence is a lycus, echad means not one, but nothing but. Echad means everything together. It means that there is nothing in the world that's not an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzon. And therefore, even though we don't see it as such, but it's all part of the Malchus of Hashem. And if it's flipped around correctly, if it's developed appropriately, it will become visible as well. That's the, the Hashem Echad. So Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad says, if the entire world is a projection of the divine, so yes, we don't see it. It's like a puzzle where every piece of the, the, what's, it, it is turned around and you only see the backside, the, the side that, that has this blank page. That's the world we see. But if turned around and put into its place, it all will come back and form that original picture of uh, the Malchus that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, is expressed in this world. So let's sum up a minute and then let's ponder it for a moment. We've explained that Adnos and Malchus are two extremely different concepts. Adnos is a, is a concept that describes HaKadosh Baruch Hu's or, um, rule, his ability to rule over something, like a master over a slave. It's one-way street, total power, and total submission. Nothing more than that. Malchus is an extremely different concept. Malchus is a concept of existence. It's 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 a, a one a, 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 it's it's one unity of many pieces that together form something bigger than them. To do that is only possible through a melech. You can have a federation. You can have um, people working together in a cooperative way, but that doesn't form a malchus without a melech who's the lave of the, of, of the Am. Three hearts don't, don't keep a person more alive. They kill a person. Each, each piece does its own thing. You need one heart that is the heart of everyone. That's what the Ramam says, a melech is. And everyone who's part of that malchus is part of malchus. Once a true that just like in an army, every soldier has to do exactly what he's told. But when he's doing what he's told, together they realize uh, uh, it's the victory of the nation. It's the victory of, of, of the people. It's not one person exploiting another person, ruling over another person. It is one person directing everyone so that as an army, as a nation, they win. So the concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a melech means that we, Klal Yisrael, 
are a malchus, and it means that 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 the world of mitzvahs and sivuyim and averis are all part of malchus, not part of adnus and Afus. I'd like to ponder one or two differences between these two attitudes. When a person submits because the other person is stronger or even rightfully empowered to boss him, it's done begrudgingly. It's done because I have no choice, whether physically, morally, or whatever. It's done in a way where I realize at the end of the process, I'm a shmata, and whoever's bossed me gets all the goods that are produced. That's the feeling of an Evet Nodden, and that's why Abdus is such a terrible state of being. If a person submits to a melech, it demands the same type of, the same type of uh, practical subservience as, as, as an Evet. But when I've done it, I've become so much greater than I was before. I've become an Evet Melech Melech. I'm part of this great nation. It's true that, 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 that I, I, I had to march tens of miles in the cold and put my life at a risk. But the, the end of that process is I'm part of that victory. I'm part of Malchus. It, 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 it's, it's, it's incredibly inspiring. And my subservience allows me to become an Evid Melech. And an Evid Melech is a Melech. When a person is asked to submit to doing mitzvahs, to the all of mitzvahs, and there's no all of Malchus Shemayim before that, then, then we can't but help, we can't help but think that, okay, it's true, so it's, so it's his. I don't feel uplifted and ennobled by it at all. But if a person understands what it is, then a person feels a tremendous inspiration. A person feels doing this faithfully, exactly what I'm told to do, makes me into something so much bigger than myself. And, and, and it becomes a whole different, a whole different um, avoda of, 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 of what I'm doing and what I'm accomplishing. That's one big difference between the two. And there's one other difference. If I'm an Evet and he's my Adon, do I have any wish that his Adnus, his mastery extend over anything else? And the answer is a resounding no. Yes, I'm stuck. He's, he captured me. He, um, he has power over me. I, he, I make a living by working for him. Whatever the reason that I am beholden to that person, there is absolutely no desire on my part, no vision on my part, that this become greater than that, unless I really don't like the other person. That's the only reason I want him to become an Evid also, is, you know, like at least Gamli uh, yet. Malchus inspires me that all the pieces come into play. 
If I understand that a Baruch created a world that in its entirety is an expression of him, that there's nothing in the world that doesn't have a divine spark, the Malchus is not complete unless every spark finds its place. The way Haman, we can learn from Mishraim, we learn what's right. Haman was, knew that Akshayas would say, I can't be missing, I'm the king of the world. Jews are an important part of the world. I can't be missing the Jew. To which he answered, I'm a first and first, they don't exist as a nation anymore. But everything that a Baruch Hu created in the world has purpose, meaning, but it's so far from its realization. And we understand that it's not complete. The picture is not complete. The malchus is not complete. And therefore our malchus is not complete unless the entire world um, fits into place. The tefillah, the once a year that we daven for the world, is this point. It's the point that what we really understand that a Kadesh Baruch Hu is a Malchus and a Melech, where's the nation? Why is 99.9% of the world not there? They are Nivram Kadesh Baruch Hu. They're all expressions of the divine. Because we're in a Malchus mode, because that's how we understand the world and a Kadesh Baruch Hu and ourselves, we can daven for it and get some understanding of why it's so important for us that every single element that's called the Nivra recognize Bore and find its place in the Bria. Rosh Hashanah is the foundation for the year. And it's true that in day-to-day struggle of Torah and mitzvahs, we have to force ourselves. And we have to call on the Avdus Adnus aspect as well. Tough luck. I would like to do this. Akadosh Baruch Hu is the one who made me, and he has the right to tell me no. Akadosh Baruch Hu has the right to tell me do something. And we need it day in, day out. But it has to be built on something much deeper than mere subservience. It has to be built on the truth that the subservience is only part of a much bigger piece of, piece, a picture, and that is Malchus. Rosh Hashanah, which is the Yisod of the year, we start with Malchus. And Hashem Echad, Shema Yisrael Hashem Akein Hashem Echad, as Rav interprets it, is certainly the, 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 the central phrase of what Malchus is. The entirety of the world is one. There are no pieces. And if we see pieces, it's not the true picture. When we recognize Malchus and recognize the world as Malchus and Kashbrokh as Melech, we understand ourselves differently. And we understand that the world of mitzvahs that we need to do, we're commanded to do it and we have to listen. But the end of the process is that we realize ourselves as part of something so much bigger than ourselves, as part of Malchus And if that's the recognition we have, 
it allows us to open our eyes and see a lot further than we can all year and understand that the Maltus of HaKadosh Baruch is Bakoil Mashallah. HaKadosh Baruch who really, really, anything that is a creation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which means everything, is perforce um, part of Malchus. And until all of those pieces are not in place, the Malchus is missing, we're missing, and Ratzon Hashem is missing. We should be zeicher on this Rosh Hashanah to establish that basis firmly in understanding what existence is about, what our lives are about, what listening to Gashbaruch is about, what the world of mitzvahs is about. And we should have that recognition that the fulfillment of mitzvahs and keep away from various is part of what turns us into part of Malchus and Bezat Hashem eventually, the second oil of Malchus Shakai, and the whole world will reflect that Malchus of Akarish Baruch Should be and we should be zoha to have that firm and, 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 and fundamental basis for everything else we do all year, Master